Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Mr. Corbin Schneider of Raw Iron Fitness coming to you from Millersburg, Ohio. Corbin, what's going on, sir? How are you today? Pretty good. Just another day spending in the gym, uh, working with clients and living the life of a gym owner. Love to hear it. And obviously, I mean, raw iron is the reason that we're here. That's what we're, we're destined to talk about in our conversation today. And so before we dive into the strategy and the tactics and all of that, why don't you tell us a little bit about what this facility is? What is raw iron fitness as you describe it to people? Um, it's more of a training facility as I designed it, um, instead of just your everyday typical gym that you'd go into, I'm pretty small right now at only 1900 square feet. Um, but as far as equipment goes pretty dynamic, um, I personally compete in powerlifting. Um, I come from playing multiple sports through high school and I train in jujitsu now. Um, so I designed it one for the aspect of just strength training in general. Um, but more so to work with, um, specific sports per se, and just more or less just help people get stronger instead of and teaching them uh better functionality through free weights more so than hopping on a isometric guided machine and them just going through the movements the same movements every day got it and so this stemmed from a lot of the time when i talk to gym owners like yourself it stemmed from looking for some sort of service like this yourself as a client and it not necessarily existing. So then wanting to turn around and offer it to other people in your community, right? I didn't necessarily have this coming up. So let me offer it to the next generation. Is that right? Yeah. Um, so here in our community, I'm not personally from here initially, but I've been coming here my whole life. Um, and it's where my parents ended up retiring. So once I finished one degree at Hawking, which was in wildlife management, I ended up working for the state. And then I moved back home for the time being and ended up going back to Ashland University, where I got a bachelor's in dietetics. Um, through that time, being a full-time student, I worked at the one gym here in town for five and a half years. Um, I work mostly as a personal trainer in front desk. So I, I heard all the good, bad, and indifferent commentary that came from the members themselves, okay. as well as being a more or less a member that utilized the facility. Um, but I also worked directly with management of how to build the facility as much as we could, even though the facility was owned and ran by the hospital here in town. Interesting. Um, okay. Which made, How did you come across that as a, a commercial space? That's that gym's still here. Oh, oh, oh that's not I where see. I'm at. That's not where I'm at. 
I see. Okay. That's where I worked while I was doing my bachelor's in dietetics. Understood. Okay. Right. Um, but I learned a substantial amount of what to do, what not to do, and <laughs> what people in our community were just looking yeah. for in general um, with what was needed since we're in a very rural com community and a, a very labor intensive workforce with long okay. hours, sun up till sundown. Um, that facility just didn't, it met a lot of people's needs, but it didn't meet everybody's needs necessarily. Um, on top of that, for myself, competing in powerlifting, coming up through high school, playing multiple sports. Um, I always wanted to have my own gym. Um, yep. Mon financial wise, I was able to make the move to start working towards it. So I did, yep. um, the facility I'm in, it was, it was 5,000 square feet. Initially it was, it was a, uh, fastenal hardware store prior. Um, and it's divided into two units. Uh, the one adjacent to me is just over 3000 and then I'm just over 1900 square feet. Um, initially starting up, I wouldn't have been able to rent both spaces. So the landlord was willing to block off the door that can join the two spaces, run new water in to put in bathrooms, um, which are just because of my size, just single use bathrooms. Mm -hmm. um, and so that I would be able to come into the space. The nice thing, the big thing for me here is I'm on a state route um, going out of the south end of town. So there's a lot of my marketing alone is just by people seeing it driving by going to and from work constantly every day. Yeah. Um, do you have, do you have room, I guess, in the facility that you're in to grow beyond where you are? Not like beyond the membership that you have. If the business that came in adjacent to me ended up leaving, um, who's at, which is actually owned by one of my prior personal training clients. Um, okay. so we knew each other before, even though neither of us knew we were doing either one of our businesses here. Um, if she ended up leaving, I could grow into that space. Um, personally, whenever my lease is up here, which is a five-year lease, I'm already through the first year though, I would look at purchasing a building and, ah, okay. and expanding in that sense. Sure. And, and so I want to sort of take a step back and, and look at this from an activity standpoint. I mean, do we have physical space to add members in the building that you're in maybe maybe not it sounds like you're kind of getting towards capacity but exploring the idea of having more room potentially changing locations you mentioned that that we're on a, a fairly trafficked route currently mm -hmm. do you anticipate adding any other sort of marketing strategies in the event that you do have a bigger facility in the near works um it would depend on where i end up being um, coming from 
the facility I was working for under the hospital. I worked with their marketing team to an extent and saw some of the steps that they took, which were a lot of theirs was social media based. Okay. But, um, Are you guys on social now? Yeah. Um, okay. on Facebook and Instagram for the gym at least. Yeah. Um, have you put any kind of money into it or is it just running a organic page so far? Uh, pretty much just organic based. Um, coming from working at the only gym that was actually in Millersburg for five and a half years and working front desk, especially in the most, in the busiest hours in the evening, predominantly since I was full-time in school, um, I became very familiarized with the members that were coming in on a regular basis at those times. So as far as knowing the majority of the people that utilize a gym in my community, I already had that base. So when it came to social media, I was able to go through add the majority of people that I already knew. Yep. Um, so a big influx came from that initially. Sure. Um, okay. If I'm able to grow, depending on where I'm located in town, I would certainly like to stay on the state route, obviously, just because you have that visual. Um, but if I end up getting pushed back a little bit, trying to get a bigger facility or a big enough facility, then I would look at different marketing schemes to sure. just publicize. Sure, sure, sure. And so at least for the time being, while you are in this location, I mean, if the, the conversation isn't getting more members, typically the next sort of move for people in this sort of model is how do we get them into other kinds of services, whether it's personal training or semi-private training or even larger group training online. There's any number of directions we can go with it. Right. What's sort of the next focus for you? Where, where else can you maybe grow revenue without necessarily growing more people? So the big things for me in, in regards to like revenue growth is one, I understand the cycle of gym use within our community. Um, I know during the summer, as a workforce during the summer, we're going to tank um, just because being very labor intensive, a lot of people lose the time, especially in the evenings to make it into the gym. Um, whether that be work or family related for them personally. So, and with that, I made, I designed my membership style and my confines to it very lucrative. Um, but outside of that, recently there's an MMA gym here in town that my friends own um, that I, before they were even started up, as soon as I got word of it, I talked to them and it was actually before I had opened, I talked to them about partnering. Um, so, and they're right in the square of town. So anybody of their, any of their members can come here at a discounted rate 
as well as there's group classes, group strength training classes, two days a week at a set time in the evenings on Tuesdays and Thursdays that any of their members can attend as well. I see. Okay. Um, so this is kind of a, a combination of businesses. Is that right? To an ex- yeah, to an extent. Um, I train and with their gym, um, their owner, their coaches, and then a handful of their students are all planning to either fight or compete in jujitsu, fight MMA or compete in jujitsu. Um, and I'll directly work with them on Got it. strength training aspects. And then I can also work with having my bachelor's in dietetics. I can work with them on their diet as well. Have you considered doing any sort of nutrition work out of this facility? I do some um, in regards to if a member comes in and they need help with it, by all means, I can certainly help with it. Um, When it comes to like bodybuilding and physique, actually competitors, um, knowing the aspect of working with them on a diet level and what they need to intake on a day-to-day basis in, in regards to their training isn't an issue. I understand all of that. There's so much of a mental aspect that you have to handle with those sort of athletes sure. Sure. that I do not have the time or the mental capacity to handle that personally. I have friends within that industry that are very good at it and I will gladly refer them out. Um, yep. But and so as you look forward, at least with raw iron, you've got this jujitsu business that you're spending some time on. We're fairly towards where we could be in terms of capacity with members in raw iron. Have you considered maybe bringing in other trainers or adding on any other services? It sounds like the group training is going well in the jujitsu side of things. Have you considered doing even semi-private or group training in this facility? Um, if I had more time, I would. If I didn't work a full-time job in another four days a week, um, I would. But just being as restricted as I am and also just trying to leave some space open if certain athletes come from the high school and they want to do some one-on-one training – um, cause I train a few wrestlers. Um, I would rather have individual openings for that instead of yep. trying to build it up with other sure. classes. What about, what about bringing on other trainers or staff? It sounds like time is the most precious resource for you here right. out of everything here. What about hiring somebody else to help? The big thing with me personally, with bringing on other personal trainers is, certifications in my opinion have become such a almost every every day for everybody kind of thing that they don't hold a lot of ground anymore unless it's cscs and then there's there's one other that i can't think of at the time that actually requires a degree a bachelor's degree of science to be able to even take um certifications don't hold a lot of ground So, I mean, a lot of certifications, you can read a book, take a test and be good and have never set a foot in a gym to begin with and have zero experience, zero fundamentals. 
Um, if I had somebody come to me and want to train out of my facility, I would need to see their own individual performance and I'd have to dive into their mental capacity of how to train and understanding of the body's functionalities before I would agree to allow them to train within my facility. And that's not pretty high bar. Yeah. That's not a real commonality within the industry anymore. I've got buddies that, um, train out of Columbus and Cleveland that certainly have those traits, but they're in substantially larger cities with a lot more, a lot broader clientele. Um, and the other thing, I mean, with that comes the price point of, I know my price points for personal training and programming are extremely low just so people feel comfortable and able to utilize my facility. Um, and I know that I know price points jump very quickly in the general, uh, in the general industry, as far as personal training programming goes. So, yeah. And so longer term with this Corbin, it sounds like there's a number of things that, that were sort of undecided on, but is getting towards a bigger facility a goal of yours, it sounds like it is, how are you going to make that happen? What are sort of the, the steps to take to get to that point? Um, to get to the matters of a bigger facility, there's a few. I want to stay, obviously, within my community here, within my town. Um, I certainly don't want to get out of it. Um, the biggest things that, for me, will be – I still have – personally, I think I still have – a good bit of room to grow just from membership base wise. Um, And I still have, I still have plenty of time personally to write programming for people. I still have, I still have some slots open currently for personal training one-on-one clients as well. Um, Just because being summer, some have fallen off. um, And some of those will be back in the fall and winter as well. But um, I understand that uptick that we're going to have when the days get shorter, just because of the yeah. force in the area, uh, yeah. growing into a bigger facility. I don't personally, I don't want to be, uh, 10,000 plus square foot facility. Um, just because I'd like to keep at least management. I'd like to keep under myself. Um, if I, if I got anywhere from three to 5,000 square foot, just for the type of facility I'd like to have, um, that would be optimal, Hmm. which would put me two to three times the size that I am now. Um, I've talked to the MMA gym that I'm partnered with and I've already discussed with them, like, when I look at a bigger facility, I'll look at bringing them under the same roof. Um, so I would pair them up with me. And then obviously we would restructure membership pricing and stuff like that. And even if I wasn't able to do that, if I'm able to offer better amenities, a bigger facility, more equipment, obviously my price point would uptick a little bit to an extent. Um, but I would still have in mind the community that we're catering to here 
Um, so it wouldn't go to some of like the membership price points that you see in some of the bigger cities. Yeah. And I think there's probably a, a happy middle ground, right? You recognize that, that the price points are incredibly low. Is it going to compete with 10,000 square foot facilities in Columbus? No, it probably doesn't right. need to jump that high, but I'm sure your costs for everything are going up just as well. And so is that something to look at here in the future? Maybe, maybe not, right? Corbin, that's a, a pretty good place for us to begin to wrap all of this up. Um, but you mentioned being on social media earlier. For the listeners here, where can they find out a little bit more about you? What are those best social media accounts? Um, if you search Raw Iron Fitness on both Facebook and Instagram, or just in general, um through google should pull up the page um if there's a few in in the country at least with the same name um millersburg if, ohio if, if you put millersburg behind it i'm the only one here so there you go. um that'll pull up the pages um my Facebook account doesn't get as much uh, attention as it should. My Instagram account gets substantially more and it's mostly uh, members hitting PRs, doing lifts that they've been working towards and stuff like that. Yeah. It's fantastic. Man, I, I really appreciate you coming on here and, and contributing. I think it's helpful for people in our industry to have these types of conversations and figure out what their next move is and where we still have some untapped potential. And so I can't thank you enough for your time. I'm excited to see what that move looks like for you here in the future. And I wish you nothing but the best, my man. Sounds good. Thank you. It's good talking to you. Great conversation. To everyone else, thank you for listening today. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest from New Jersey. It is Laurel with Forza Fitness. Laurel, what's going on? Happy Monday. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Excited to be here. Thank you. We're excited to have you on and we appreciate you being here. And I think we're ready to dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on with Forza Fitness. But you know, first, let's take a step back here and let's give you the floor. We want to we want to give the viewers a little perspective, right? So in your words, Laurel, how would you describe Forza Fitness and what you guys do? So Forza Fitness is a place to get strong. We welcome all levels. We welcome a variety of 
training and fitness classes. And it's a really welcoming space to A, be accountable, have an online community, um, find a fun way of getting fit, and just really being able to connect to your body with a trainer. Um, like really be, it's the chance to learn about yourself, um, with one of our trainers. I love that. I love that. Such a great description. And so we'll start with the bare bones basics here. Uh, I, we know that you're hundred percent online, right? Mm -hmm. And so for you, the hypothetical door here, what's the best method to get new people through your door, right? The virtual door, if you will. Referrals. Yeah. Referrals, hands down. Um, a lot, I would say a majority of our clientele have been with us for years. Um, either they've been with us when we had our studio and they just like continued on or they have just latched on uh, during the 2020 pandemic years and then just continued. Gotcha. Yeah. And so it's kind of ironic if you don't have me asking. So even though you guys are online, you feel like um, social media hasn't really been an asset for you guys in any way. Uh, has it been an asset? Or it ha I just, yeah, it has it or has it not? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It definitely <laughs> has helped us, obviously, because we're online. So it's getting our name out and, um, and our services. Um, but really, it's having those clients that we like to work with um, send our name to other people and, like, be the walking advertisement where they're, they have more energy, more confidence, and they're, you know, looking five to ten pounds lighter. And... They're saying, yeah, I go to this great spot for the fitness that's online. Yeah, you know? and it doesn't get better than that. I think that's yeah. awesome. And yeah. Because I think in, in, in a unique way, and I understand this as well, when you're online, you kind of have a more tight-knit community. Because, I mean, I think realistically, people spend a lot of time in person, yes, but they're maybe spending an hour, two hours at that gym. And sometimes if it's a traditional gym, of course, they're not really interacting with anybody. And if it's a studio, there's that, that tight-knit community, yes. But online people spend a lot of time online, whether you like it or not. And it's an honest truth. And if you can have that tight knit community there, and it's, I mean, I think it's only right that you enjoy working with this one person. They're going to bring someone who's just as enjoyable to work with as well. So I understand exactly. that concept completely. And I appreciate you sharing that, that perspective. That's, that's, that's great. And so now I'm really curious for this because honestly, I'll be completely transparent. You're the first online person, a hundred percent that I've spoken to ever. So this is oh, like really cool. <laughs> history for me, at least. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else has, but, um, and this is again, if I'm if I'm totally wrong here, I'm pretty sure you can handle as many as you want. But just I want to hear your perspective. Yeah. You know, um, well, let me ask you this question first. How many how many clients do you have currently? Right now, we have about fifty. Fifty. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, being that there's kind of no capacity limit with real estate, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, let's say leads, traffic, clients, all these things were unlimited. I mean, how much higher can you go? That's what I'm really curious about. Like, how much can you handle? Yeah. Well, the truth is we probably could handle a lot more, right? We could fit unlimited amount of bodies on Zoom, but mm -hmm. can we still bring that value? So for A, right. for fit, fitness classes, my trainers are looking at each person and highlighting modifications immediately for the movements, as well as saying, um, hey, Juliet, try a different weight or Mora, shoulders down. So we're, we're picking people out in our classes online. Um, 
which if we had a ton of people, that really wouldn't be possible. Yeah. Um, and then in our personal training sessions, which really is a group session, we don't do any more than six to eight people for the group. Um, it's the same thing. We're very individualized within that training session. So I'm not sure if I can actually place the number as a limit, um, but yeah. I know that our value is really giving that um, hands-on feel, but online. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think there is a, a correct way to do that. And I think if you've mastered it, like you have, it, it feels just as efficient, if not better than in person. And, and, and also brings that comfort to that person. There's no gym intimidation, right? Between, mm-hmm. I mean, you might think about people like, will be watching you, but they're doing their own thing. And there's nobody watching, exactly. watch, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and, and I'm going to throw you a little bit of a, of a random question here that I've never asked, but did you ever expect this to kind of happen prior to COVID? I mean, did you ever think this was possible? Um, okay. So we opened in 2013 and we're at the Jersey Shore. So we had a huge seasonality to our really? studio. Yeah. Wow, so okay. what would happen was we would be so busy in the summer and the winter we would just fall off a little bit in the fall, but mostly the winter. And so in order to avoid that fall off, what I offered for my snowbird clients, so those were the the clientele that would be here just for like six months and then go to like your area for six months. Um, I would offer to stay on track with our program through FaceTime at the time. Um, So I was familiar and comfortable with using this space since 2013. And when the pandemic hit, we went to all online, like just immediately that, that next day, okay, class tomorrow is online. And the hardest part for me was teaching like 75 year olds how to get onto Zoom, <laughs> to be quite honest. So I was, <laughs> I was fine with the transition. Um, and then at the time of 2020, when I decided to close the studio, um, I didn't really know what was going to happen. I just knew with the pandemic, it, it wasn't right to have my studio space. Of course. Um, yeah. So I didn't exactly know what to make of it um, at that moment. And then I ended up getting pregnant during those years. So it worked out so well with my lifestyle that I just made it work. I just yeah. made the best of like, okay, this is what we're doing. Let's like continue down this road. Like I'm not even going to think about going to find another rental space, (laughs) you know, like this is what we're doing. And, um, people, clients were happy and clients were getting results. So it was like, we're going to stay right here right now. Like this feels really good for our, um, business operations. So, um, I I, I just want to compliment how innovative you are. I mean, I, I love the fact that you didn't even flinch at the response. You were like, Oh, well, yeah, tomorrow would be online. I love that. I think Thank you. there's no fear, right? And that's not something that you can teach, right? You're kind of just mm-hmm. like letting it go, letting it go with the flow, putting no emotion into it. It's like, we got to make it, we got to make it work. Right. And it just kind of felt natural. People were like, sure, we'll still spend money with you. Let's do it. Yeah. And, uh, and it's stuck, you know, it's stuck. So I love that. I love that, Laurel. I, I appreciate you sharing the story again. That, that's awesome. I, I got Thank you. Not a common question I really ask. So I appreciate you being so open to that. And, yeah, um, sure. you know, kind of curious, right? I mean, if you're all online, I'm pretty sure this may be even easier for you, but if I'm wrong, you can correct me again. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you, how do you 
track this? You know, I mean, obviously it's probably a CRM or a, a software or maybe you just have a, how do you track the metrics? Is it any different than how you were doing it in person? Um, I guess, I don't know. It's a little bit harder um, as far as, as finding the growth areas, if you will. Like, okay. Yes. Um, yeah. In my opinion, with like keeping up with everybody, like, cause there's different outlets now. There's like the social media that's really strong. Um, like keeping up with that uh, conversation. Do you know what I mean? That is the challenging part. Cause it's so much, it's like way more than like earlier when I feel like social media wasn't as big for the fitness industry. You know, there's yeah. an email, right? We're, we're on an email. Okay. Call me. Now we have to be like having a conversation back and forth on in like social media, um, which I, sure. I personally find to be challenging. <laughs> it, and it can be, it definitely can be a hundred percent. I understand that completely. I think, and especially I think um, when you're used to something for so long, it's just kind of like, uh, uh, I mean, sometimes it can be easy, like the innovation that you had when, you know, Hey, we'll go right online. But those conversations, I understand that completely, a hundred percent. And you kind of, you almost kind of question like, well, am I missing? Because <laughs> it's like, you're, there's almost like no right or wrong way to do it because you never yeah. know it and you don't know what you don't know. So this is a good direction or a bad direction. So I understand that completely. And I, I appreciate the transparency there. So, which leads me to my next question, Laurel. And I think this is probably one of my favorite questions. And I, it still applies to you here, obviously, whether you're online or in person, um, but it's a little bit of a longer widget question. So bear with me on how I ask mm -hmm. it. If you need me to repeat anything, just let me know. But, you know, in the fitness and gym industry, and especially the online space as well, um, we use three pillars of business pretty predominantly. And that's going to be your lead generation, which is getting people to know who you are, wanting to work with you, questioning your services, mm -hmm. acquisition, which is converting them into a paying client. And then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of mm -hmm. those three, Laurel, where do you feel like you could improve the most with Forza Fitness? Mm, probably lead generation. And do you feel like for you guys, it's getting more people to be interested in actually working with you or actually just knowing that you guys exist? Um, just getting the conversation to um, convert. Gotcha. gotcha. So maybe that's kind of acquisition. It, yeah. In a way, I mean, it, I mean, I think they both apply, right? Cause I also do think, mm -hmm. right. It's because realistically, no matter what, there's always going to be that, that regular ascension rate with that, like, I'm sorry, attrition where people are going to naturally fall off. Like you might have three to five a month, whatever it may be. And that's mm -hmm. just like, whether people are, are moving or it's not as convenient or scheduling, that's all normal. It's inevitable. But yeah, sometimes if you don't have the lead gen to compensate for that, it may feel like a lead gen issue, but it could just be conversion issues, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but I think regardless, the fact that you can be transparent enough to say that you can even improve anywhere. I appreciate the transparency and the viewers do as well. Cause I think, I mean, you can put that success to the side, right? Then really give the viewers perspective that because 50 members online, clients online, to a lot of people that might be like, wow, like, how is that even possible? But the fact mm -hmm. that you can still know that you can improve is an amazing thing. And I appreciate that. I think the viewers are really going to be like, wow, it's going to be eye opener for them too. Um, and so last two questions for you, my two favorite questions. Okay. Um, 
what's the bigger picture for you? What are you trying to accomplish long-term with Force of Fitness here? Um, um, <clears throat> personally, you know, this is, it's a funny space for me, JJ, because I worked my ass off in my 20s to, <laughs> to uh, operate and start this company. And now um, I, my son is 14, uh, 15 months. So I never saw myself in this position where I'm going to have to handle all of the hats of a business. And then also like this mom hat, which has been incredibly difficult for me. Um, and kind of wrapping around with the last question, um, we're not in a growth phase. We are in a maintenance stage. Like I want to stay right here where I am. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to get stressed out about um, work and not get stressed out about my personal life. Um, I just want, I just want to operate really strong with Forza. I want to just keep on this road and make every, all the clients happy. And um, so that's why lead generation is, is my, my weakness at the moment. Cause I'm not really trying. I, I just, yeah. I'm just operating in this space and I want to, I want to help anybody that wants to come in, but also it to be very natural. Like I'm not looking to, gotcha. uh, to I'm not trying to like do some, you know, cold calls or, um, I'm no, not doing many lead generation not. either, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but anyway, um, right now my, my, where we're going is just to, for me personally, to operate without stressing, <laughs> to operate in a nice balanced way, um, and keep clients really happy, getting results and naturally bringing, um, you know, new clients in at the same yeah. time. Um, yeah. As well as being a, a full-time stay-at-home mom and not putting my son in daycare um, so that this can work very harmoniously, you know? Yeah. No, I, I love the perspective and, and, and not to get too personal on my end, but I understand completely where it's, I feel like the goal to be the best parent ever, right? You have to be present and that you can't take away from that experience of, of having a child. And I, even though I might not have children myself, but I understand completely that in the future, I'd love to do the same thing. And I'd love to be in that same situation where I could be like, Hey, like, no matter what, I'm going to be present here and I'm not going to let this be a priority over my, my child. Mm -hmm. And I understand that completely. And, and, and trust me, you're a business owner, a mom and a superhero. You got to add that to the resume. because <laughs> <laughs> you. you tell why. You know, I understand <laughs> that completely. Um, and so one last question for you and, uh, you know, I'm kind of curious to see, cause we're going to go back to when you first started right uh and even though you might not be running the gym currently but uh just i'm really curious to see your, your answer here and your perspective because i i'd love to hear the advice you'd have for other people but i like to word it differently to make it a little more entertaining so laurel if you could go back in time here to when you first started your gym sit yourself down with the knowledge you know now and give yourself that one piece of advice that you wish you really heard when you first started mm. <laughs> what would that advice be for you let me think about that What would that advice say? Um, hmm, that's such a good question. I think delegate. I think delegate. Really? Yeah. Because <laughs> I wanted so much control, um, especially in the beginning, right? Like only I could do it. Only I could start this up. I, I know the way to do it. And um that led to burnouts and like all nighters. And if I could 
you know, I trusted the process, right? I, I like I I trusted the vision, but if I could have just asked for help a little bit more, um, I think that it would have prevented me from being so tired in the beginning and doing the all-nighters. And um, I think that I probably would have worked a little more efficiently at the time. You know, I, I didn't have to devote so much time personally into it because someone else could have helped me with, I don't know, cleaning or doing the website or, you know, any of the hats that an entrepreneur uh, wears. Somebody could have helped me with one of those and maybe given me 30 minutes to go sit on the beach, <laughs> you know? Very true. Very true. Listen, Laurel, that was a mic drop of an answer. It's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, you know, please shout out your Instagram, Facebook website, anything you have. Where can people find out more about you and Forza Fitness? So our website is www.forza.fit. And we're on social media, um, Instagram and Facebook as uh, Forza Fitness. There we go. Laurel, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Just stick around for two seconds again. If you can, just so I can let you know how you're going to get the podcast, I would appreciate right. it. Thank I'm just going to sign so everybody much. else out over here. No problem. And uh, to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join us, talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Montero, and today we're joined by Zach Moore from the Garage Kickboxing, Kickboxing excuse me, in Alabaster, Alabama. Zach, how are we doing, man? Great, man. Glad to be on the show. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, brother, you got it. Thank you for coming on, spending some time with us. Uh, you know, I remember the life of a gym owner gets crazy and hectic, and uh, you know, so appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, let's dive into so the Garage Kickboxing, your business. You started this 2016. Let's go back in time to, you know, 2016, six years ago or so now. What was your goal back then when you started this? So like why this was the right time, why you wanted to start this business? Was there any specific kind of business goal you had in your mind at that point in time? Well, I mean, I was in combat sports uh, since 2005 and I knew how much of a health benefit, like whether it's boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai, whatever, uh, how much that had helped me. Like, let me back up and say, like, I used to be 265 pounds. Oh, wow. 
uh, when I was in high school. That's when I started getting into mixed martial arts, and that's what helped me drop like a hundred pounds. Awesome. Uh, and as I got older, getting better with uh, striking, grappling, which whatever, uh, I knew the health benefits, and then just kind of figured out a model of being able to uh, bring that to other people. So 2016, it's like pulled the trigger on it, yeah. like opened up our first location in Alabaster, Alabama, and was able to figure out a routine for people to come in and be able to learn kickboxing, but also the different types of uh, movements, techniques to better their workout. Sure. I love it, man. So you kind of had that own personal transformation yourself, which is awesome. Uh, found the space uh, that, you, that you rented and, and started your business. What were you doing before you, you owned this business, Zach? What was your what was your job career like before this? Oh man, I've I've had uh, quite a few. Uh, so one of the longest running ones, I worked at a grocery store. Uh, some people might know it uh, in the southeast, uh, Publix. Yeah, uh, I worked there for many years, and actually, like when I left there. Uh, I was able to pull my 401k ah. uh, and that was pulled my 401k opened a uh, credit card and that was what was able to pay for the equipment the mats the renovation like that was what was able to open our location our first location yeah man that's awesome I opened my first gym with $23,000 kind of a similar that that was right there on the money yeah exactly so it's funny man it seems to be a similar trend but i love that attitude just kind of going for it you know burden shifts let's go after our, our dream and create this business which is awesome man so uh, i i see you're you're in your office there now zach but describe to us man why you picked this actual location for your original spot there in alabaster what was the uh, kind of reasoning behind that so one of the things was uh just uh, rent was starting to get a little high for that small space that we first started in. We started in like a 1200 square foot, uh, place where one, like that was fine. When we first started, it was, uh, fitness focused, uh, getting in shape, uh, meeting your fitness goals, whatever. Uh, but then we started developing a competition team, which myself, yeah first person that came in there and said, Hey, I want to get into, uh, competing and kickboxing mixed martial arts, which, uh, I was like, I'm definitely open to that. And then we started the comp team in that gym, but it was just too small to have like enough days to have competition practice. So with our lease coming up and finding, trying to find a new place we scrambled real quickly got a place that's probably two two and a half times that size and just was able to go from there being able to run our day-to-day operation of fitness kickboxing but also having space for more competition practice and more days. yes that's cool man so we talked about the competition side of things right how that has kind of grown for you just for the listeners, man, what other services do you offer there? And what's kind of like your basic model that you run there at Garage Kickboxing? So 
We are, I always start with saying we're first and foremost fitness kickboxing. Uh, we're circuit based. So uh, the basic format is 10 stations, 10 rounds, three minutes at each station, 30 second rest in between. Uh, you're doing different kickboxing combinations, boxing combinations at each station. Uh, and then with a membership, you're not just limited to just one time. For, you, I always joke with people and say, you can hang out with me all day long if you want to. Uh, just going through it, there's always a coach or trainer that is here to work with you. So at any time you want to come in, there's no class times. You just come in and uh, we're ready for you. We put you through the workout. And then if you're wanting more technical work, depending on how busy we are, we go right into like whatever you're wanting to do, like more defensive stuff, head movement, uh, different type of striking techniques, offensive techniques, stuff like that. Uh, even every now and again, like some people wanting like grappling, jujitsu. And I, I know a little bit, so I'm like, hey, I can teach you a little bit, but this isn't exactly what we offer. So uh, it's we I just try to give them a lot for the sure. little amount that they pay for yeah. it, for the experience, the uh, the technique, like it's just a passion of mine. It's awesome, man. Yeah. Now you mentioned something unique there that I want to just kind of highlight and talk about, like no class times. So people can come in one in the afternoon, seven o'clock at night, whenever you guys are open. Why did you guys decide to, well, and you kind of just alluded to it, but, but why did you decide to go that way and not like, you know, 5 a.m. class, 7 a.m. class, 6 p.m. class? Because when it comes to fitness, it, it, the best way to get people in is, in my opinion, convenient. Okay, yeah. So it gives them little excuse. So like whether it's uh, a soccer mom or a guy that works overnights or whatever, uh, we get a lot of teachers and nurses that come in. Apparently they are... <laughs> They have a lot of aggression that they need to get out. You gotta get that uh, so, yeah. and they work different hours, or at least nurses do. Yeah. Uh, so we try to make it as seamless and convenient as possible for them to come in. Like if they work overnight, they can come in at 8 a.m. to be able to punch and kick out their frustrations. Teachers, uh, they can come in at four or five, whenever, and do the same thing so they're not beating around little kids uh and then just same thing with just your regular nine to five worker okay. like we try to make it as and college students like they have weird schedule like we try to make it as convenient as possible for everybody yeah so convenience yeah is an important thing obviously and that's, uh, that's kind of why you guys chose that as part of your model now do you do any personal training on top of that or is it everything that's kind of under the same umbrella of when you come in we have a coach there to work with you uh in a sense i like sometimes so we do personal trainer training for uh members like that want to add on to uh their experience or to their training depending on what they're wanting uh but for the most part like you're getting a personal trainer with your membership uh, you're getting a personal coach like there's like I said there's always going to be somebody there at the gym like yeah. taking you through the workout but also working with you technique wise or if you're wanting more strength and conditioning work 
we can do that too. It's going to be more uh, muscle endurance based, uh, something that is uh, more beneficial to if you're wanting to get into uh, kickboxing, combat sports, Muay Thai, mixed martial arts, whatever. Like we, our strength and conditioning is catered to more so high rep, low uh, weight type of workout. Yeah, it makes sense, man. Totally makes sense. So yeah, we're client centric and kind of that concierge service for your people down there at Garage Kickboxing. I mean, I want to get into some some kind of operational stuff. Uh, there's always like three buckets so we can kind of work on, I think, to grow any business, especially a gym, right? Like that first one is kind of how we're getting people in the doors, so like that lead generation, that marketing. What is your current marketing plan look like today, Zach, uh, for, for your business? So right now, a lot of our marketing is word of mouth, uh, social media. Uh, I mean, something like this that pops up, just yeah. anything that promotes us. Like we try to do a little bit of financial whatever to put into marketing, but it it's honestly our best marketing comes from word of mouth. Like yeah. it's one thing if, I'm saying it to somebody random, like uh, in a video saying like, hey, come to Garage Kickboxing. We can meet your fitness needs, blah, blah, blah. But if it's a member or somebody I know and we go up to them and uh, say like, hey, you should really try out Garage Kickboxing. Like, it's really cool, like really great workout. Uh, then that's more personable to that person. Like if. I'm friends with somebody, tell them like, hey, you should try this. They're more likely to sure. give, it a, give it a shot. Yeah. And then usually when they come through the door, uh, that's when the salesman part of it comes in and like try to get them to try it out and then also close the deal. Like for me anyways, and when people try out the workout, uh, our trainers, myself and our trainers, we have a pretty good uh, closing percentage so once they try it out they get used to it uh or they meet our personable trainers like it's almost a done deal that's good man so yeah it's keeping just getting them in the door and then nine out of ten people are are signing up for membership which, which is awesome man which is great it's a really good thing what i and zach i've been talking to people all over the country man especially coming out of the past couple of years of you know the pandemic and all that stuff what are you guys looking at like at this point in time like like leads per month how many people how many new people do you kind of get inquiring about the gym or coming in? You guys keep track of that sort of stuff? Yes. Uh, in, a, in a sense, we keep track of it. Uh, we've done a lot better job of uh, different ways of getting uh, new inquiries. Like uh, if people visit our website and they inquire through that, they get a free week uh, of trying it out. Normally we do like a two day trial and usually after the first day, people know whether or not they're going to sign up. But, uh, when you add in a free week, that's a better chance for people to walk inside the door. Sure, sure. Uh, we get a lot of emails, uh, a lot of DMS on social media. Uh, and it during certain times, obviously like right before summer or during summer, uh, New Year's, all of that, like we get a big spike, but we've been going pretty consistently with our uh, 
inquiries people want to know like hey can i come try it out yeah, what yeah. day what time like all that it's been it's been going up that's good uh, it's good man going up is a good thing right like yes with that being said man do you guys have like this number of members you're trying to get to like i always had like i wanted like 300 members it wasn't my bigger space like do you guys have like any kind of thoughts in mind you guys are kind of ch chasing towards to get as far as from like a member count anywhere from 150 to 200 members nice. is what our goal is okay. and then now obviously like 300 400 like anywhere above that is just great and that's yeah. uh goes into us like opening a third location so we have two locations right now yeah. opening a third location would help uh obviously like alleviate some of that uh yeah. pressure from other uh gyms depending on how many trainers we have there but it also helps with like maybe there's somebody that's closer to a certain area that they travel all the way to this location for but we we have a second uh third location they can go there instead and that's another thing that's included in our membership it's like you have access to all locations nice that's cool yeah i like that so yeah, again, convenience would be great for people. Right? Instead of driving 10 mi miles or minutes, they may be driving two miles or two minutes. So like, exactly. yeah, that's awesome, man. So yeah, love, I love that. And obviously you guys are going to get there. I wish you guys the best of luck. You guys, I know you guys are going to get that number. What, with that being said, man, I'm a member. I can come anytime. We kind of touched on this earlier, some personal training for members. Are there any other ways you guys are able to increase uh, average revenue per member or like our members able to spend money with you outside of that regular membership? So we do. So one of our biggest things for uh, revenue outside of membership is just our brand logo. Uh, we, we've been open since 2016. Uh, the area that we're in, Alabaster, Alabama, it's a growing area. Uh, we're probably 25 minutes south of Birmingham which wow. is another big city. Yeah. Uh, our brand is getting bigger and bigger. People know, or I say people know, I like to think people know what the garage kickboxing is. Right. And so we sell a lot of shirts, uh, different merchandise, and that's what helps us bring in revenue. Uh, just, I mean, earlier this year, I had somebody come in for the first time and said that, uh, they had bought <laughs> now granted it's like a double-edged or not a double-edged sword but like good and bad but he had bought one of our shirts from the local thrift store that was here <laughs> now granted somebody had to donate it to the thrift right, store right. but he saw it he was like man this is cool I know I've seen the garage kickboxing before I want to yeah. buy it and then he showed up and said like I didn't want to be a poser <laughs> so I want to join the gym. That's awesome. That's cool. I love, yeah. It's, yeah, shirts are great marketing too. It's another yeah. market. Like, you know, you just said that guy bought it at the thrift store. I remember somebody in my gym, I saw one of my shirts in like Japan on Instagram. I was like, that's insane. Never met hey. the guy. No idea how he got it or how I got there, <laughs> but same idea, right? So um, yeah, another good way to increase, another good revenue stream and another good way to, to market and build your brand, like you said, man. So like, Zach, you've been there six years, man. Obviously, another key point of our business, keeping people engaged in our gyms, uh, keeping our attention as high as possible, keeping them like for life. So 
Uh, two questions on that. First, man, have you seen like a life cycle uh, as far as the average client over these six years? Like how long they stay for normally? What does that look like for you guys? So there are people that, that when they join, you can kind of get a feel for like, because we're so personable, you can kind of get a feel of like their expectations, their uh, goals. And you can kind of see like, okay, this person may or may not stay, but then you can see the ones that are definitely going to be with us for a while. Yeah. Like, and those are the ones that usually hurt the most when, like, if they quit or if they have something else going on, like, whether they move, like, uh, had two people move that had been here for a while. And even though they're going, they're moving because they're bettering their lives, it just hurts because it's like you See. get, you build that relationship with them. Yeah. And uh, whether it's professional or personal, it just, it stings a little, but mm -hmm. you're happy for them. Of course. Uh, and then, like I said, there's people that you know that are going to be here for a while and you want to cater to, I mean, you want to cater to everybody as much as possible. And that's what I try to do. And I try to preach that to my other trainers. Like each person is the most important person in your life when they're there, like make them feel special. And then also, just the little events that we have, like uh, we just had our six year anniversary party uh, back in June, I think we celebrated. Uh, and like we did like a cornhole tournament, ping pong, just different food. We were potluck, we were bringing. So those types of uh, get togethers that we're able to have just kind of make it feel more like a family rather than just Oh, I'm paying this to work out. Yeah, that's those events are always great too, man, for that engagement and keeping people making it feel like it's a community, a family. Correct. Keeps people, keeps people coming back month after month, year after year. And I'm sure you've had people there for like all six years now. Something, something yes. else, right? Hundred percent. Do you guys are you guys able to track month over month like how many people leave the gym? I've talked to some gym owners, big gyms, hundreds of people a month. Obviously, they're getting people a lot of people in too, but some gyms, one or two. What does that look like for you guys? Like, we'll just say this, like over this first two quarters of this year so far. So us, it's a little easier tracking because we're such a personalized type gym. Right. Uh, and like, we're not like a Planet Fitness or anything like that can offer like $10 for a membership a month. Like, so it's easier for us to track like, are the people that sign up, the people that leave, uh, the attrition rate, like all that, and seeing like our profit loss and right. membership, it's we're hovering around a hundred members at the moment, uh, before the pandemic and other instances, we were at 160. Wow. Which again, like I said, 150 to 200 is like it's what we're looking for. Yeah. Uh, unforeseen, unforeseen things that had happened that just kind of hurt our business a little bit. Sure. Uh, we're working our way back up. Like we were as low as like under 80 members at one point. And then we just built back up hovering around a hundred, just like trying to keep growing. Yeah. Man. But, uh, 
our community, our members are great. They're great with, again, word of mouth, bringing people in. Uh, I've lived in Al Alabaster for a long time. So I know a lot of people here and my other business partner, Dennis, he's, he's very business minded. Like I'm the day-to-day -day guy. Like I'm the guy that uh, I let people like beat me up. Right. I let them beat me up to have fun. And then Dennis, he's the one that goes and uh, gets the people in the door. Like he's, he's more of a, a personable guy than I am. Right. Uh, I'm personable when it comes to teaching kickboxing. He's personable when it comes to anything. <laughs> so he gets them in the door. I keep them and we've been slowly building it back up and hopefully we keep going. That's good, man. I'm glad to hear that. And obviously that, pandemic threw a big wrench in, in our industry right uh, oh yeah i think 40 almost 40 percent of gyms closed so congrats you guys for weathering that storm and uh i think you probably gained like 10 years of business experience in that in that oh year, yeah year, two year craziness so uh yeah man good to hear you guys are coming back bigger and better than ever and it's cool to hear that you have a, a partner a business partner that you guys work well with and you guys yeah. kind of different strengths which, which is huge man so zach two more questions for you man first one these kind of tying together uh, right now, this day, what is it, J July 19, 18? July 19, what is the biggest challenge you guys are facing right now uh, with your business? Uh, mainly, at first it was uh, when it came to the pandemic, like it was people getting comfortable coming into like a space where like there's a lot of closeness, like by COVID was a big impact. Now it's more so uh, just inflation and everything. Like we're trying not to inflate our membership price, but at the same time, like other things are being inflated. So it's uh, yeah. causing people to have to leave because of budgeting and stuff. and fitness, fitness kickbox, like anything, this is a luxury for people. Right. Right. Like this is something they're doing because they want to try it out and then they see that they like it. So it's, it's something of a financial budgeting thing for people. So try anybody that comes in, like we're trying our best to be as friendly as catering as uh trying to relate to them as possible and most of the time it's real easy like especially for me like i'm a overall like person that can relate to anything like i i can have conversations about anything about anybody it's just they got to come in and talk to me sure sure but the problem is like just getting them in like there's only so much we can do to try to get them in. Like we can say, Hey, you can get a free week and get a free month. Like just come in with this flyer or whatever, but people still have that, uh, I guess thought process of I'm going into a kickboxing gym. Am I going to get kicked in the face, punched in the face? Am I going to get hurt? Like all that. Like, that's something we try to preach a lot is like, Hey, we ain't gonna punch you in the face unless you unless you want us to. <laughs> uh, but getting people in is kind of the struggle, just because of how uh, specialized we are. 
Sure, sure. Yeah, it makes sense. So yeah, the messaging and the branding has to be really on point, like you said, and that customer right. experience you guys are doing uh, on point, especially right now with the, uh, it's kind of where the economy is, uh, you know, and, and uh, how that may affect our business. So yeah, totally makes sense. And I think it's a challenge uh, a lot of us are probably facing right now, man. So we'll get through that. So kind of to layer on top of that, Zach, uh, where's the biggest opportunity live for you guys right now moving forward, you know, next six, 12 months? I know you mentioned a little bit earlier about that, but where's that kind of main focus you have uh, for growth here moving forward? Uh, having a more specialized uh, location for us. Uh, in hopes of opening a, opening a new location here soon, uh, maybe this year, but having it more catered to uh, maybe not size, but just the different shape, more box shape, but enough space where uh, we can still have our same fitness kickboxing format, the station circuit base, and then also have room for classes. Sure, sure. Different classes is something that we can add on yeah. and just immediately grow our program, our our business. Uh, because some people, hey, they love the fitness side, but some people, they might be like, I don't care about just hitting a bag. I want to learn specific techniques. Yeah, yeah. And that's a market for us that, we're kind of not missing, but it's something we haven't grown on because we just haven't had the correct space for it. Gotcha. Gotcha. And that's a yeah, good problem to have. Right. But like, yes, to move to that space with these more members, when you get to that point, Zach, say it's six months, a year down the road, where do you kind of foresee your role in the business and kind of just your life in general day to day when you guys get to that next level? Man, I live in the gym. Uh, I live here, basically. Yeah. Uh, I would probably take on more of a – like, I'm the head coach of the yeah. competition team, uh, and we got to do that after hours right yeah. now. So we're not taking away from uh, our members that want to come in and just work out. Yeah. So I'm putting a lot of free time – my free time – I say free time, like – I, I love being able to work with my competition team. I love beating them up yeah. after getting beat up for 12 hours. I love beating them up. Uh, so when it comes to space and everything, like being able to take on a more coaching role while still having another coach or trainer to help with the day-to-day -day, uh, yeah. circuit training, that's, yeah that's probably the immediate goal and yeah. then just opening more, uh, more garage kickboxing. It's like maybe one day franchising or something like having more and more and like being specialized or whatever, like not every garage kickboxing has to be the same. They could be, uh, somebody that's more boxing base or jujitsu bet, like whatever, like we have the format to make it su successful. It's, something we can give to somebody and they can make it their own. Yeah, I hear it, man, for sure. And uh, great goal to have. And I love putting it out there and then just taking action to go to go and achieve that, man. Like somebody else can do it, then we can all do it. You know, so it's Absolutely. awful. And I do love your guy's name. The business name is awesome. So like 
I think that's always an important part of it. You know, like it's got to have a cool like ring to it, cool vibe. So uh, why did you guys pick that? I know I kind of ramble on here, but why the garage kit? Is it, was it in the garage initially? What was, what was the reasoning for that? I mean, it, it, it basically, and I think a lot of people from the combat sports community, especially business owners can uh, back me up on this, but a lot of times it starts in somebody's garage. Yeah, yeah. And do a lot of training in there, whether it's uh again, boxing training, whether you have just one person doing it. Right. If you've had experience and you're just like training somebody, uh, a lot of times you do it in your own garage. Uh, and then it just got to a point like we gotta open a open a space. Yeah. Love it, man. I love it. And uh yeah, a lot of good a lot of great businesses started in their garage, man. So like uh exactly. Love it, dude. Love where you guys have gotten in these six years, and I'm sure a lot of good stuff to come. So, Zach, appreciate coming on, man. Where can the listeners check you guys out? Uh, website, social media. Where can we find you and follow your story? So, uh, we have a website, thegaragekickboxing.com. Uh, social media, Garage Kickboxing. Uh, on Instagram, the Garage Kickboxing. On Facebook, we got a TikTok. I'm still working on that. Uh, we got a few videos up, but uh, my personal one is zach z-a-k underscore g-k-b uh on instagram and we post a lot like we post pretty much every day different content of the day-to-day stuff the uh comp team stuff so awesome awesome man love it and yeah social media obviously great tool for us especially in the fitness space you know now and moving forward and sure even more so zach appreciate you again man thanks so much for coming on and sharing your story man yeah, thank you. Got it. You got it. And listeners, we appreciate you guys as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for all of our future episodes. And until next time, Jim Lords, we are out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.